Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. So today we're going to be looking at discerning God's will for our lives. And I guess also within that, looking at the idea of calling, God's calling on your life. Um, and I don't know about you, Hannah, but I have really enjoyed just looking through my own sort of life and seeing how God's guided me and seeing where he's closed doors um, seeing where he's opened things up sort of out of the blue. And ha- have you found that as well as you've been looking through your life? Absolutely. I've been thinking about um, generic, general advice of guidance that I think <laughs> is true for everybody, different ways that he is pretty likely to speak to anybody. But then I've been thinking as well about how he gets our individual attention. Um, yeah depending on what we're like, uh, you know, different, you say closing doors, like I find that really helpful (laughs) that he does that. Um, Because I I guess it depends how you're wired, doesn't it? I see opportunity everywhere and that actually is, Mm. does my head in sometimes. Mm. Um, And so just sort of, yeah, I've been thinking about general ways he guides, but then also learning specific ways that he's guided me. Do you want to go first? Do you want to share some of the stuff you've been thinking about how he's guided you? Yeah, well, I guess on the closed door one then, the one that came to mind for me was that I had applied to university to study theology, which I thought I really wanted to do. But as time went on, and I was doing RE for my A-levels, but I was also doing Spanish. And as time went on, (laughs) I started to get a bit of cold feet because I found that I was doing much better in Spanish than I was doing in RE considerably better actually and I started to have a bit of a panic about it because I'd always wanted to do theology like it had always interested me and I'd even got my place Mm. at the university that I wanted to study theology so it all looked perfect on paper Mm. and I think it was around the time that I was doing my A-level so I can't even imagine what sort of headspace I was in for that but around the time that I was doing my A-levels I just found myself thinking I think I should change my course, which as we all know, is not that easy to do because when you've all got different entry requirements and when you've got accepted onto one course and I had an interview for that course and then wanted to try and change to another one. And I phoned up the university actually and said to them, look, I think I want to change to Spanish instead of theology. And they just sort of said basically a no. Um, They said, you know, mm. Spanish is over oversubscribed. Um, I doubt you'd be able to change it. The only chance they gave me was to say, look, when you come to university, if you still come to do your theology course, you could try and change when you got there. But they didn't really give me much hope. Um, and I remember getting <sighs> off the phone and just actually feeling really devastated. But even in that moment, I just really felt that God had closed the door because actually in the run-up to this, all the way along, I'd felt that it was right to do theology. And I'd prayed when I'd gone to my interview and I'd prayed all the way along, Mm. if this is right, God, Mm. you know, show me. And it felt like God had shown me that theology was right and I was getting cold feet. Um, Mm. And so I really felt in that moment when they said I couldn't do Spanish that that had been a door closed. But I sort of said to God, um, maybe cheekily, I guess, 
you know, God, I, I just don't know that I'm bright enough to do theology. Uh, I really need you to prove to me that I can actually do this because currently I'm so much better at Spanish. And I, I sort of said I, I could do with an A in at least one of my exams of my A-levels. And I didn't think I was going to get that. Anyway, I got A's in all of my uh, RE papers. So I felt <laughs> like that was God going, yeah, this is still right, Joy. But despite that, I still went to university and I remember meeting with the chancellor of my college and saying, you know, I I still think I might want to change to Spanish. So I still wasn't taking heed of the guidance (laughs) that God was giving me. And he just said to me really clearly, you know, theology is very prestigious at this university. You really don't want to change. Um, It it would not look as good on your CV. And I just came away thinking, well, you know what? That's twice now I've essentially had a no. And God had also done what I'd asked him to do, which is to prove to me that I could do theology. So I felt like that was really God saying, I really am closing this door for Spanish. I want you to do theology. And if that means, you know, you're going to need to trust me that I will get you through it. I've got you onto this course. I'll see you through it. And honestly it was the I'm so glad that God didn't let me change to Spanish and I think this probably will come out quite a lot in our conversation of thank you God that you didn't give me what I thought I wanted because I thought I wanted something that turned out to not be the right thing for me and I loved theology and I could do it and God got me through it and I'm so glad I didn't change it but I guess that was a real place where I really saw closed doors that really helped me yeah, um, and was very clear as well. Very, very clear. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, that's just me. What about you? Does, have you had similar situations? Yeah, lots. And um, I was going to, I was going to do it a little bit chronologically, but actually talking about closed doors really makes me, I've been thinking a lot recently about how God guides us through the limits that he puts on our lives um, and the things that he mm-hmm. sort of seem like, I mean, I guess that clashes with a culture that says, like, do anything, be anything, isn't it? And yeah. then all of a sudden yeah. you discover, like, oh, there's only so many hours in the day. And, like, oh, I made this decision to go to this place. So that automatically limits what I can actually do. Um, but I've been thinking quite a lot recently about how those limits have been his loving tender guidance so I've been thinking about very very recently like last matter of weeks I've been thinking about how money and um like the limit of what we you know what we've chosen to do as careers then has like an implication financially and I'm grateful that you I'm aware we can even choose what we're doing which I know a lot of people can't um but just sort of then thinking about the knock-on effect then of what we can afford for our, for um just generally in life but the sort of holiday just being able to like go on holidays that I wouldn't have otherwise and you know I'm grateful that I've been on holidays as well but the holidays that we've been on are so different from the holidays that I would have probably gone on when I was younger but I feel like yeah. through that now I've really learned a different culture that is you know so going on oh, sort of holidays that people living around me are probably going on as well well I know they're going on them as well we talk about them um and sort of just learning you know feeling called to this area and these people and then realizing oh some of the limits that you've put on me Jesus have actually really helped me 
learn like what life is like for people here and I'm really grateful for that because I think I'm quite easily distracted by what is a, an option around me and what available around me yeah so I really appreciate the fact of you know you say it doors closing I'm saying it like the limits he's put on my life I'm really grateful mm. for them as his guidance but more thinking more chronologically thing about how he's guided me in the past I just remember as a teenager like this one's more just outright sin and knowing like oh I know what the bible says here I know like what is good and true and I know that's not what I'm doing and praying for kind of a way out of an easy way out of that and never getting Mm. like an easy way out of that and sort of feeling like oh (laughs) lord you've you've really you want me to choose good and truth here as I know it is outlined in your words and I know in my conscience yeah. I can feel the conflict of it is not what I'm doing so I sort of see that mm. guidance as well like you know what is in his word and our consciences yeah, and the conflict I guess can you relate to that one as well yeah. <laughs> nodding your yeah. head for the benefit of the listeners joy is nodding her head <laughs> <laughs> I'm agreeing fervently <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, And then I was thinking about the, um, so I was thinking about that one, that was like, you know, quite early on. And then thinking about when I was a bit older and married and trying to discern God's will with another person is a different thing as well, isn't it? Um, Totally, yeah. And we sort of felt, we both, since God really grabbed our hearts as teenagers and really filled us with the spirit and felt like something really just came alive for both of us, um, with that always came such a sense of a love for his church and a desire to church plant. Um, but we always saw it as such a, in the future, in the future, in the future, in the future. Um, and then I really felt his guidance in that, in that when we were on, we were away together and we were listening to a talk and both of us were like, Oh, I really feel been listening to this talk. Really feel like he's saying, well, why not now? Um, and we said so we got back from that and we just spoke to a few wise, lovely friends about it. And they were like, oh, yeah, why not now? And just those conversations that sort of mm. guided us. And then we had certain things we were bothered yeah. about in terms of location, but other things we were really flexible on. And um, so taking the wise counsel of other people around us and someone Absolutely. just someone just said, oh, what about Birmingham? And you were like, we were like, you know, it's not like I have a particular passion for Birmingham but it ticks the box of being nearer my family which we wanted it's much more affordable than where we were living in Exeter um which also Mm. it just practically made sense I guess is what I'm saying so yeah you know I think sometimes you think of God's guidance it's not sometimes it's just really sensible it's the sensible option it's the practical sensible option absolutely and then you you go for it and you discover so much blessing in it but I think sometimes we can almost be paralyzed by expecting that it's going to be some dramatic voice from the sky which when I think of my life it it hasn't really been that <laughs> the big decisions yeah. in life have not really been like that what what about you obviously mm. you shared about university there have you got others you've been thinking about well i i think that when i was thinking about this whole topic often the conversations i have with people and that i have been tempted to think in the past is that god wants us to follow him 
but it often feels like it's not that easy to try and work out how to follow him. Um, And so you can get stuck thinking, I need writing in the sky. I need it to be really obvious because otherwise I'm not going to take note of it. Um, And so there are times where we have, particularly as a couple, and I'd like to come back to that, actually, what you said later about um, discerning as a couple, because that is also a minefield. But as a single person, I think um, there are times where I've felt like God has just spoken very clearly. So a while back, uh, when I was still at home with the kids, actually just before COVID hit, I was starting to think about what I was going to do. And right out of the blue, I just felt God say to me, how about going back into prison again, Joy? Yeah. As a volunteer, I should hastily add that, as a volunteer. Yeah, yeah. I have not been in prison. (laughs) Repeat Um, offender. I'd volunteered in prison. (laughs) I'd volunteered in prison, you know, sort of many years before that. And then... And then, yeah, it felt like God speaking to me again about it. But it did come out of the blue. And as a result of that, I went, oh, yeah, that sounds like something I'd want to do. But it took him to, I felt like it took him to prompt me on that, Mm. um, to get me to do that. I then had to set the ball rolling. So it wasn't like God said, how about going back into prison? And then he sorted it all out. Like I needed to then go and try and work out how I was going to volunteer and what organisation I was going to volunteer with and all the rest of it. Um, and when we were moving up to where we are now, we, again, I felt like God just, and it might sound crazy, but God just really, really gave me such a strong feeling that it was right to move. Mm. We were in a church with you, Mm. Anna, and (laughs) totally happy, um, not thinking about moving in the slightest. Mm. Um, we had a young child. And we're just really happy and settled. And we'd gone away with some friends who were from up north and they were just talking about this church they were part of. And for the first time in eight years or something, I just found myself going, I'm, I want to go back there. I want, I want to go and be back up there again. Yeah. Um, and it came totally out of the blue to the extent that then when I spoke to my husband about it, he was like, what? <laughs> what? what? We're just, we're in this church in Birmingham. You know, we can't, we can't just move. <laughs> and crucially, he was like, I don't feel like God's spoken to me about it. And I was thinking, this sounds crazy because all I've had is a feeling on this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can't check it out in the Bible. Um, I haven't spoken to anyone else about this. All I've got is this feeling and I, God just grew it in me. Mm. Um, you couldn't shake sort of it. the following month. I couldn't shake it at all, despite the fact that actually my husband really didn't feel the same at all. So it got to the point where I was having to say, God, you know, if this is right, I really need you to tell him. Yeah. Um, because otherwise we're not moving. And he did. And a lot of that came through wise counsel some of it came through what we would call sort of prophetic words yeah. that people had for us. Yeah. Um, and, and that was a period of, period of guidance, and, but it really needed quite a lot to get us to move because, as I say, it had come out of the blue and I didn't feel it was, a, even though I felt that feeling was from God, it didn't feel enough. When you said to people, why are you moving? 
or when people asked you why you were moving and you said, oh, because I've just had a feeling, you know, it just seems a bit silly. Yeah. Um, so I guess it took a time for God to sort of confirm it in us and for us to keep, I mean, we stayed in our church in Birmingham and we carried on doing all the things we were doing, but just kept coming back to him with this. Yeah. God, is this right? Is this right? You know, guide me. Yeah. Guide us, show us. And he's not trying to trick you, is he? No. You know, you can often think, oh, it feels like he's putting hurdles in or obstacles in, but he's not. Like he wants you to follow him. He wants you to seek him. Yeah. But I think that for me was the key thing of he wants us to keep coming to him and seeking him. Yeah. Um, not just to sort of go, God, if you could give me the plan. Yeah. And let me and go. Then I'll just go and get on <laughs> yeah. with it. Yeah. Because yeah. as we've talked in the past, yeah. you know, I like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that God would just give me the plan and then I'd be off and I'd be like, see, yeah, I'll off. I'll go off, you know, doing what you wanted me to do. Yeah. Whereas actually I feel like he's more like a sat nav sometimes of right, well, we turn right here. And then we turn left here, but you've got to keep going back to him for sort of, well, where do we go now? Am I going straight on? Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's that constant sort of communication with him, which I think does bring life and is what he's after. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's funny you mention um, prophetic words as well then, because that's really been important for us with like decisions, significant decisions in the past and sort of looking for him to speak when he does especially when it's through someone that doesn't know you maybe you're in a meeting or um, and you remember one particular meeting when we were really thinking about planting um someone that didn't know me at all sort of and pulled me out of the crowd and had a word for me about God moving us on that's so I mean, I guess that's what everybody wants, isn't it? Everybody wants yeah. those moments. Then you're like, okay, I have heard, um, I'm yeah. off. <laughs> no, yeah. they're not. They are wonderful, aren't they? But how he guides us is so much more multicoloured than yeah. that, isn't it? But I have been thinking as well in sort of more recent, I guess more recent years, just been thinking about how I I do really feel that the detail of what we do is not, necessarily as important as how we grow as people um Mm. and yeah and so in that like (laughs) I don't know if I entirely mean this but just sort of throwing it out there of like you know in some ways I don't think God's so bothered about what we do as how we do it you know so maybe you feel like oh he's Mm. really called me to be an accountant that's what comes to mind I don't know why oh God's really called me to be an accountant um maybe it's a word of the Lord maybe 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 (laughs) not for me no um (laughs) (laughs) you no I doubt that as well (laughs) um but you kind of so in pursuit of that you know maybe you lie cheat steal your way to the end goal of that like that's not God's will is it at all we know that Mm. so we might not know the detail of how and when and where but we know for certain that what he wants is for us to grow in fruit of the spirit like we talked about before didn't we he wants us to grow in kindness gentleness um, all patience, all those sorts of things. So I, sometimes I feel we can get a little bit hung up on the detail of of what he's calling us to rather than how he wants us to be in it and how he wants us to grow yeah. as people. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I've... Yeah. Okay, I guess, although in the Bible, there are very clear examples, aren't they, of God sort of saying to his people, I want you to do this or I want you to do that. You know, like Jonah immediately comes to mind. Yeah. You get such a bad rep, but, you know, God very clearly says to him, I want you to go to Nineveh and and to Moses, you know, and thinking of so many different people that he gives a very clear plan of what he wants them to do, I guess. Yeah, but then I think there's also people who, like Joseph, who God positions them where he wants to without, you know, no control over it, he has no control over it at all, does he? So God is capable to manoeuvre us into the right positions, but it's the lessons learned along the way that matter as well mm. isn't it not not only but I just I I like the thought of that because I think we can get sometimes Christians me as well other people as well can get a bit paralyzed by trying to seek God's will over specific decisions whereas actually I feel like God would maybe say you know just choose and do it well <laughs> and mm. and for us to grow in wise decision making not to kind of worry about making decisions and the consequences of that but to learn yeah. how to decide well and how to decide things based on who he is and what we know he loves and values and so not worrying mm. too much about the outcome I guess it depends how you're wired doesn't it but I think for some people, decision-making is incredibly stressful, isn't it? For other people, they're yeah. much more comfortable with it. Um, but, mm. but, yeah, I think he just, you know, he, I think he just loves it as well. He's like, go on, go on, have a go. Try, don't be like, yeah. don't be so worried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the questions I was going to ask, actually, because when I was thinking through this and thinking through the conversations that I've had with friends, you can come away and I have done this as well, thinking that God's will is like a tightrope. Yeah. That you're on it. And if you don't get it right, you're off. Yeah. And then it's all gone yeah. wrong. And, you know, and that would feel paralyzing because then you feel like I've absolutely got to get this decision right. Mm. Otherwise, it's all gone wrong. And I don't think God's will is like that. No. Or I haven't felt that in my life. Um, but then on the other side of it, and this was a question I had for you, Hannah, is have you found generally that God has given you sort of choices between options in your life? Because, and the reason why I asked that is because I was having this conversation with another friend and I was saying that it's very rare that I've felt like God give me a choice between two options there was one time that I can really remember and the reason why I remember it is because it stood out to me because I really felt like oh wow I'm I'm sort of I'm getting a choice here between these two things um but this friend that I was chatting to said that it's really common for her that she feels she's often felt like God giving her a choice between options so yeah how, how have you found it have you found that as well yeah that's interesting hearing you say I would be like your friend I think on that that's why Right. I appreciate the limits and closed doors because I quite often feel like there's lots of things within within the realm of where I feel called. There's quite a few things that I could do that would still fit that. Um, yeah. For example, you know, I feel it. Obviously, I, my work situation is a little bit different now since I've had Cariad. But before I had Cariad. I felt like I could do supply teaching. I could carry on my work with um, a, a local government organisation that I was doing. 
there feels like there's other options for employment. And even now, you know, I've got a friend who sort of said, oh, won't you come and work for us? I feel like there are quite a few employment options open. And in some ways, Mm. it doesn't, in some ways, I feel a bit like, you know, for me, any of those options would just be serving church planting still. Um, Yeah, there's some of them that I would maybe enjoy more or less, but I don't feel a pressure of, well, I don't know, is that true? I don't really, I don't feel a pressure to choose which one. I think it's just a case of figuring out which one would work best, like which one's going to pay most for fewer hours worked (laughs) you know what am I going to enjoy what fits with family but but I do feel a real freedom of choice from father in that to kind of explore what's Mm. going to work does it not feel that way for you you kind of feel like there are specific things laid out I guess I've always had that experience of feeling like there are yeah, there are things or specific things that God wants me to be doing. I Yeah, I, I'm just thinking that through. And I just, I find it really interesting listening to your perspective on it, because I guess within this discerning the will of God, um, I've got used to the way that God deals with me on it. And I don't find it a pressurized thing. I find it a freeing thing in the sense of God's got something specific that he wants me to do that he's I guess I would put it as, you know, he's put gifts and skills and abilities in me and he's got people that he wants me to meet, specific people within, you know, this line of work. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I I find it really fascinating listening to you and thinking actually that, yeah, you don't feel that in the same way and that you almost feel like God going, well, I'll bless you whatever you choose. Um, so I will be really interested to hear people's comments on this because as I say, I think I've met people that are similar to me and I've also met people that are similar to you. And I find it really fascinating how God deals with each of us sort of individually, but I definitely within it don't feel that if I somehow that I can fall off God's will. I just, I just don't feel that, you know, I'm Mm. that he says he's the good shepherd Mm. and we're the sheep and the sheep hear my voice. And Mm. I'd like to think that I'm trying to seek God. Mm. Um, And like we shared in the waiting podcast, there are times where I feel like God calls me back because I've gone too far ahead. But, um, but I'd like to think that I'm sort of listening to him and being guided by him and yeah, trying to follow him without feeling if I get it wrong, everything's gone gone wrong because I just don't think that God is like that in my experience oh yeah definitely not and I I I wouldn't want how I've just described that to sound like a carelessness or not taking seriously that he has something for me because underpinning I think it's just it's feeling a relaxed relaxation in the fact that whatever I do choose in his sovereignty will be right Yes. Like as as yeah. long as it's not sinning, you know, obviously that's that's yeah, not absolutely. that's not okay. That's not what his will is. But I kind of feel just that freedom of he will achieve exactly what he has set out to achieve in my life. I am certain of that. So I can't mess it up. Um which yes. is a real relief, yeah. isn't it? And yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it also means that there's purpose in how it 
goes and there's grace in how it goes. And I kind of feel like what, because my life is going to go exactly according to all the days that he has written for me in his book before one of them has come to be, then I think more what my focus is on is I want to learn as I'm going through that, how, like, I want to learn wisdom. I want to reflect on decisions that I've made and think, well, actually that wasn't very wise for this, this, this reason. Um, Mm. And so going forward, you know, hopefully I'll choose better. But even if I don't, his grace covers me. Um, And just wanting to grow as a person as well. So, you know, knowing that my life is going to, I'm going to walk in what he has for me. So I want to do it. I want to grow in in integrity in it. I want to grow in graciousness to other people and forgiveness to other people in it. All those things. Yeah. So it's like I was saying before, like the, I I do think the detail does matter. Obviously, it would be ridiculous to say that it doesn't. And I have very strong preferences on on ridiculous <laughs> things, things that really don't matter. Um, so I know he guides in that. But at the same time, I hold alongside that. I don't know that I don't think the detail is the be all and end all. Um, yeah. I don't know, sure. does that make more sense mm. of it or is it just... Yeah, no, it's really interesting. So for yeah. you, what do you kind of... So you're saying you have that similar sort of... That sovereignty is underpinning what you're doing, but you quite like him to speak into the detail of it. Is that your preference? Yeah, but but I'm also not sort of waiting on the detail for absolutely everything, yeah. you know, but I think there are definitely points where, I don't know, I've just felt like him take speak quite clearly to me like for example with my degree I guess in some senses I would have gone to the same university um I probably would have got involved in the same college potentially and the same Christian union except that God wanted me to do theology and not Spanish yeah so in that sense I guess the detail there was really important and it could be important not just for what I learned but it could be important for other bits in my life uh, it's already been really helpful for that. But so in that, just giving that example, I guess, mm. the detail was really important there. With calling, do you kind of, um, I know for me, I feel like calling has often come about from when I've been reading something or thinking about something and thought has come, that's grown, that, and then I've tested it out. Um, is that what you would sort of say for you with calling or how do you kind of feel like he's called you? things yeah well I think this is an important one because actually so many people understand calling in different ways Mm -hmm. and for some people I think their calling isn't necessarily the thing they're currently doing isn't their day job um for example taking my husband he's um a software engineer he does that as his day job and he feels like that's the place where God wants him to be but he's had people speak words over his life and feel, feels like he's had a calling put on his life for in the future about being involved in church leadership, which he's not currently doing in terms of leading a church. And that's quite fascinating because even though God's spoken on that, that's not currently what he's doing. Mm. And I find that quite interesting because actually he's able to just take that sort of calling from God and say, well, God will work that out at the right time. He hasn't felt the need to try and 
work all of his different jobs towards that calling, you know, mm-hmm. where he, he, instead he's just gone, I trust that if that's God, he'll work that calling out. Mm. Um, whereas for me, God very clearly spoke to me uh, when I was in Brazil, actually, on a family holiday. <laughs> it sounds really random, but just really powerfully spoke to me about ministering to people who were poor or vulnerable or had been in prison or had issues with drug or alcohol addiction, people that he really valued and saw as precious. I very clearly remember him calling me to do that. And it was that that then informed all of the sort of jobs that I looked for. And also it was just something in my heart that I think he'd called out of me because I didn't really realise it was there. Mm. And so that's quite different then because I feel like I'm sort of living out that calling. Mm. So that's a different thing to what my husband has, even though he's doing what God, he would say God is calling him to do right now. Yeah there's been something different in terms of a calling that God's also put over his life for later on. Yeah. Um, how about you? Is that a similar experience? Is any of that a similar experience to you? Yeah, or? I was just trying to think if there's kind of, I, I guess similarly to you, I feel like I am doing, largely I am doing what I really felt called to, um, you know, late teens, early 20s, I am doing what I felt God spoke to then. But there are a couple of things that I'm not doing that are on my heart that I feel like he's put on my heart, but I I don't really think about them a huge amount. I wonder if they're in the future, but I kind of know I can't do them at the moment. I can't do that and this, and I feel like I'm in the right place. So I'll Mm. just, like you're saying about John, I kind of just sit on that and trust that God will work that out in time as and when well I know for other people when they've chatted about calling to me that if if they've been in a similar situation to what I was showing my husband is where God's put a calling on their life and they're not necessarily doing something along those lines now that it can feel quite a weight or a burden for them of just, well, God's given me this. How How is this going to happen? Because currently what I'm doing doesn't look like it's mm. gearing towards that at all. And and you never really know. Like I've known people who God's given them a calling and it might only be, you know, coming to fruition when they're in their 60s. Yeah. And yeah. I th- so I think there is something about being faithful with what God puts in front of you at the present moment. Yeah. And again, just trusting that he will guide you and... If that call, if you've heard that calling correctly, then he will bring that. I mean, all the situations in the Bible where God puts a calling on someone's life, he brings it to a fruition, even mm. when it seems crazy. You know, I'm thinking of Abraham, you know, mm. that word that was spoken over Sarah, that she'd give birth to the child. You know, mm. he sorted that out. Um, and so I do think that if you feel like God has given you a calling but it's not linked to what you're currently doing, but you feel right now that you're where you're meant to be. I think you just keep on being faithful in that because in the end, like you were saying, that grows in you all of the fruits of the spirit and it keeps Mm. you trusting and relying on Jesus. Mm. Um, Because for me, actually, I think one of the reasons why God hasn't given me something way off in the future is that, as I've shared before in previous podcasts, planning and being in control can be an idol for me. 
Mm. And so that would actually be really unhelpful mm. for me to have something in the future because I would find it very, very difficult to not try and plan to get to that. Yeah. So I'm really grateful that essentially my calling looks different in that I'm I'm working it out now. Mm. Um, yeah. And there may be things that he calls me to within that sort of arena of working with people uh, who are vulnerable that comes out later. But I haven't got something that I feel like God has spoken over my life for later on. Thankfully for my husband, that's not a problem. And he can just trust much better than <laughs> I can that God will work it all out. But yeah, I think that's the key. I think it's just being faithful in where you feel like God has put you and trusting yeah. that he will show you the way. Like if you're seeking him, as I often say to people, if you're seeking him, you can't get it wrong because yeah. he will show you and he will guide you. And as we've said, he he's guided us in completely different ways. That yeah. doesn't matter. The most important yeah. thing is that each of us knew that God was guiding them. Yeah. Didn't yeah. we? So. Yeah, and holding tight to that and not doing an Abraham and rushing the whole thing and getting in a right palaver <laughs> um, <laughs> with yeah. another son. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's so important. I think it's important to hold tight to it if, if you're not in it at the moment, but I think it's important to hold tight to it when you are in it at the moment as well yeah. and it gets hard. It's really good to know yeah. and go back to oh, this is brutal and tough, but I can't deny, like, I felt called to this. That's yes, not to say, absolutely. like, I mean, things can change, can't they? And um, yeah, I don't think God's, like, you know, there's one thing for our lives and that's it and we have to slog it out till the end. But um, absolutely. it's really good to know, isn't it, when things get hard that he's called me so he will equip me. Um, mm. It's just so funny you saying about just sort of being with Jesus and it listening to Jesus in it is that is what life is about life isn't about yes is it like oh I've planted a church that's not what life is about it's not about like no oh I did this with 10 years of my life like life is about being with him and having him and knowing him isn't it that's where life is yeah. found so that's yeah. what really matters yeah um yeah, and I found when I've been trying to discern the will of God and the more urgently I felt I've needed to do that, um, it's encouraged me into spending more and more time with Jesus, not just to go, oh, God, if you could give me the plan and then I'll take off and I'll be getting on with it, but yeah. actually just to keep spending that time with him. Like I said at the beginning, you know, like like the sat-nav where you have to keep coming back and going, you know, God am I am I where you want me to be mm. keep coming back keep seeking him keep spending time with him because he loves that and that is what it's about isn't it is that relationship with him yeah as I was thinking through this like I love the uh bit in the psalm where it says the Lord confides in those who fear him he makes mm. his covenant known to them mm. you know obviously fearing him meaning the people that sort of respect him stand in awe of him worship him and I, I love that because I think, you know, I want to be someone that the Lord confides in. Mm. Um, I want to stand in awe of him. I want to seek him. I want him to confide his will and his plan to me. And I want to follow it. And yeah. I think often when I've, that's been my starting point really, is when I've 
when I feel like I'm really trying to discern his will is sort of very clearly saying to him, you know, God, I want to follow you. I know that your plan is the best one for my life. I want to seek you. And I'm going to come and try and seek you until I find you. Mm. And I'm going to go where you lead and I'm going to follow you. And, you know, and just asking him over and over, you know, keep showing me where you're leading. But just to keep going with what he's put in front of you and trusting that he'll sort it out, I think I found definitely. Yeah. And you've just reminded me of one thing I thought earlier that I'd forgotten is... um, is that Acts 17 thing of like, you know, he's not served by human hands. Like he doesn't need anything from us. He doesn't need our service of him or our representation of him. Like, because he, I mean, that's how he operates through his family, isn't he? So he, he does, you know, he does involve us. He does speak through us. He does use us as his ambassadors, but he doesn't need it. I just think can get quite hung up on that, isn't it? Of like, Mm. you know he needs me I have to do this for him like he doesn't need yeah. us it's all just a gift to us to be with him in it um yeah. so and just thinking I've been thinking quite a lot recently about that verse act justly love mercy walk humbly with your God yeah and just thinking I've had a few times recently where I've just been praying like what what do you require of me God, what yeah. do you require of me in this situation? I just keep coming back to that of act justly, love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And whether people listening are kind of struggling with where am I called or they're thinking like, do I have to stay here? Or what is God's will for my life? Like all those questions, like you were saying, I love that. Dig into prayer, dig into speaking with him and asking him, but whatever the specific answers you can be sure the general answer for all of us will be act justly love mercy and walk humbly with your god like that's what he requires of all of us isn't it absolutely yeah we can't finish without going back to you wanting to talk about discerning god's will as a couple joy i know you said that earlier so go on say more well i just think it's quite difficult first of all as we've discussed to try and discern god's will on your own and then when you throw in someone else who's who might sort of discern God's will in a very different way to you that's also quite interesting so to give an example you know when we were moving from up north down to Birmingham where God called us to we were about to get married so that so we were trying to make that decision about where to move to together obviously as a couple and that was the first time we'd really done that Mm. and so Mm. I remember my husband being like well, we need to have a really clear word from the Lord. Um, We need to sort of um, have it very, very clearly. And I said, well, I think we just go where the jobs are. (laughs) I think we just go by, you know, an opportunity opening up and we just go from there. And that was quite an interesting thing because I was much more sort of, well, yeah, let's just see what opportunities come our way. Whereas he, I think, wanted something very, very clear. Um, And we'd applied for jobs in Edinburgh because we loved Edinburgh and we wanted to live in Edinburgh. But again, nothing came up. And even jobs that my husband was qualified for, it it just didn't work out there. And we tried lots of other places. And so, and in the meantime of this, we didn't feel like God was giving us a specific word for anywhere. So we were we were still both working through, you know, how is God going to guide us? Because we feel quite differently on this in the sense of 
how he's going to show us what he wants us to do. Anyway, mm. in the end, a job, uh, the only place that a job really came up was in Birmingham. Oh, no. Yeah, which we were happy. <laughs> we were happy to move to Birmingham. Um, and so, yeah, that was an interesting one because in some senses it felt like God had spoken in the way that I would expect him to of he opened up an opportunity. We never did get a specific word about moving to Birmingham. But now my husband and I are quite different. So I was, when I was talking with him about this, you know, he was, I was reminding him of, oh, this is, this is how you'd felt back then. Do you still feel like that now? And he said, oh, no, not at all. I mean, obviously it's great to feel like God gives you almost writing in the sky, but now I wouldn't see it in the same way. So I was just thinking about that and thinking, you know, have you, have you and John sort of found it difficult to try and discern God's will together as a pair? You know, do you feel like he speaks to you in similar ways of how he's guiding you or? I don't, yeah, I don't know now. Definitely in the past, probably quite different just in the speed of it a bit as well and you know we're talking about in that waiting thing so I might be much more certain much more quickly what I feel he said (laughs) whereas John just might sort of like weigh it a little bit longer I think and um but in terms of actually how he speaks I don't know I think we're probably fairly similar of taking on board you know what is generally true in his word what makes sense in this situation what Mm. if like if quite a few times where we've pursued a certain course of action like particularly with buying a house and sort of putting the asking price on and sort of praying lord stop us if that's not right and him doing that that's yeah we said that before isn't it so helpful that one um no, I don't think we are necessarily that different. I think we just are quite different in the speed at which we reach a conclusion on it, which is quite yeah. difficult to hold together, yeah. isn't it, in and of itself? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like that example I was giving you of where I felt God speak to me about moving mm. up north, um, but it took quite a long time for John to feel that yeah. as well. and. So that wasn't a nice experience in in that meantime because I think it was the only time where we feel like we've been on a different page yeah. from each other. Yeah. And so that's why he sort of really needed God to confirm it by changing his heart as well, which he did. Yeah. And so that was helpful, I guess, because it confirmed then that it was right yeah. because yeah. he changed his mind. Yeah. Um, but we've often found that sort of if God's calling us for something, maybe one of us will be really strong on it, strong enough to sort of bring the enthusiasm and provocation to the other one. Yeah. And we've both almost taken it in turns to do that. Yeah. And because there are times where my husband's being quicker off the mark than me and he's been like, I think we should do this and I'm further behind on it. But it sort of doesn't really matter because as long as one of you is saying, I think God is, might be guiding us in this direction. You know, I know that I respect him enough and he respects me enough to then go, okay, well, we should pray about it yeah. and we should seek God on it. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And it's because I think it is important that you both, in the end, have the faith for it, isn't it? If whatever venture it may yes. well be, it's really important that you both kind of 
yeah that you both are kind of in it and have the faith for it and then the grace for it when it gets hard isn't it yeah yeah because you don't want to end up with a situation where there are recriminations of well I didn't really feel that God was calling me here and we've just moved here because you you wanted to come here you know so I know when we were moving (laughs) up north from Birmingham we used to sit and pray sort of every well we would pray every night together anyway but we would really take time just to sit and to listen to God and see whether he had anything to say to us you know we'd read the bible together we'd pray but we'd also sit and listen to whether he had anything prophetic to say to us and we've got a notebook full of words that he spoke over to us about moving up north and we've really needed them because it hasn't Mm. always been easy and I'm really grateful for them because we look back on them and go it's really clear that God did guide us, um, yeah. even though it felt a lot of the time like we were just sort of walking through a fog and feeling our way and just trying to put one yeah. step in front of the other and hoping that he'd make the way clear. But it was quite nice yeah. to be doing that with someone else. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Both of us doing that together. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, though, how like actually sometimes I think I've appreciated the input of people that know me less well, almost when you're trying to hear from Mm. God. Sometimes it's quite difficult when you know each other so well and you know what you are weighing up and thinking through. It's quite difficult to sort of, you know, if someone says, oh, I just really feel that you might bring into the conversation. Well, you you felt this. Yes. Actually, sometimes it's and I wonder if that's quite reassuring. Obviously, my context is that I'm married, but I know not everybody is obviously and people listening to this might not be so I think it's quite encouraging to sort of just think about the fact that whether actually sometimes it's harder having those conversations with someone who knows you that well I what I really appreciate as well in terms of guidance is when people who know me less well or people outside my immediate context have spoken in I I do think that is really powerful and helpful it f- yeah. I don't, maybe it shouldn't feel more of God sometimes but when someone doesn't know you're thinking through something and then they share something that's so yeah. poignant that really does feel like God doesn't it um, yeah 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 I totally know what you mean yeah. in that yeah well I think you've just ended it perfectly for us Hannah <laughs> oh, I kind of feel like we I feel like we're in a church meeting and we should all bow our heads in prayer <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing that. But. Maybe I kind of. Maybe you should, though, Joy. Maybe we should. I know yeah. we don't usually do this, but maybe we should pray for people wow. to unclose. There you go. Go for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, Father, thank you that you speak to us. Thank you that you guide us. Thank you that you call us. Thank you that you invite us into all that you have for this whole world, Father. And I just yeah. particularly pray for those who are really struggling to discern your will for them right now and even fearful about the future father i just ask that you come and bring peace that you come and bring reassurance and that as we seek your face we just relax into your grace on our life and know that you will have your way and that you are more than capable of sorting out the fine print of our lives amen amen Fab, well, we'll leave it there. But if you've got any comments, please send them in because we'd really love to hear, particularly on this one, just uh, we've shared quite different views on things. So it'd be really great to hear your opinion. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 
for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com.